Hey guys, Morgan from Seven Dust here, and you're watching CMS TV. Seven Stones right here on Chris Aiken Presents and uh, checking in with us from Seven Stones to talk about the new release, Hurt Turns Into Hate. It is the main man himself. It is Drew Elliott. Drew, how are you, man? Pretty good. How are you guys doing? Good, man. Good to talk to you, man. Um, I'm sure you heard in the talk up, I'm a clueless fuck sometimes, and I literally had no idea. I, I really, I, honestly, I'm not a fan of Evanescence necessarily. I mean, they're all right. And... I just a long time ago they I knew they did some song with some some Stones band, yeah, Twelve Stones. Has something to do with Twelve Stones, yeah. yeah. And and me being the the goof that I am, I was like, all right, well, Evanescence, Plush, Plush toured with Evanescence, Plush is the same label as these guys. It must be the same band. Okay, (laughs) I understand where the correlation kind of it kind of it definitely aligned the right way. Yeah. Was that's that's not on you at all? <laughs> no, it is on me because it would just be a whole lot easier if I would just play the record and say, "Yeah, this isn't the same band at all." But you know, but I guess I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm really glad you researched that, Chris, because if your one of your questions tonight would have been, yeah. you know, what was it like singing on that big hit "Bring Me to Life"? Yeah, I'd be like, exactly. "Oh God." Oh, God, he's talking about the wrong band. So will you tour with Evanescence again, dude? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, hey, if, if that's a real question, yes, we would gladly tour with Evanescence. <laughs> right on, man. Well, dude, as we said, you have this new release, Hurt Turns Into Hate. I, 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 I get kind of a 90s vibe from it, but not so much that it's like, just reaching into the nineties as a lot of bands are doing these days, you know, it it definitely feels, feels modern and fresh and not dated, but you clearly, at least in my head, you guys seem like, or at least somebody in the band is very influenced by that era. Is that sort of close? Or I think we all are in different ways, but we're also like, we're also, uh, most of us are big metal heads at the same time. So we've played is, not in the same genre per se, but we're definitely influenced by like the late nineties, early two thousand stuff. Uh, especially with the new stuff. Um, Isaiah, our, our guitar player is a huge West Borland Limp Biscuit okay. fan. And I think you can hear that in no safe bet flower fall. And, uh, you can hear that bounce to it. Right. And, uh, it was something that we're, we're not used to cause we've gone through 
so many lineup changes, but uh, he's added that element into it. And I remember him like those two songs were literally like written at practice. Okay. And, and I was like, oh shit. All right. Hell yeah. <laughs> we could do this. Like, hell yeah, we could do this. And it just, it turned out really well. So uh, hopefully we can, we can continue that direction and keeping it new, but still kind of, you know, paying homage to the bands that we grew up and loved a lot. Sure. No doubt. Now, now dude, how, how old is the band and how did you guys end up getting together? Shit. Uh, we started in 2016. Okay. Uh, and the original members, uh, I was clearly one of them. Um, I knew the drummer and the guitar player in high school. And uh, uh, we met Rich through our the mutual friend of the drummer, who is still our bass player to this day. The rest okay. of the guys kind of bounced. And it's just been kind of a revolving door of a few guys. But I think the lineup we have now of the, the established four we have now is what we want to continue with. And uh, I think we're, we, we got it. We got it unlocked now. Nice. It's just been not everybody's down for this lifestyle, man. nobody wants to work 40 to 60 hours a week and then have a side job where you don't get i guess like a paycheck at the end of the fucking day you know you're kind of just you risk it you're putting it out you're betting on yourself right and it's no safe bet there's a little pun for you where (laughs) there right kind of the heart of that song by the way (laughs) nice so, like Chris was saying, you do have uh, you know this new record coming out. Well, it just came out. Excuse me. Uh, Hurt turns into hate. So it's seven really kick-ass tunes. I really enjoyed it. Um, as Chris said, it's you know to me, I don't know about '90s Chris, but to me, I heard kind of like if if, if you take like kind of those early 2000s new metal bands, but heavied it up a little bit and added some southern southern influence to it. That's kind of what I heard. Uh-huh. So you know, talk a little bit about the writing of the record and you know, kind of the progression of the band's sound over the years as you've gotten these new members in the lineup. Well, thank you for saying that first and foremost there, because uh, I can't hide that southern sound that I've got going. It doesn't <laughs> change for me. Um, but uh, it just kind of, especially like the title track, you know, that came from personal experiences and then watching one of my best friends go through some shit and being able to channel that of knowing what he's been through and the words just kind of came out, you know, like I remember watching his face change from one phone call. He was just like really down. Didn't want to be in that phone conversation and being very depressed. I don't want to talk to anybody. And then I watched it go from being hurt to piss the hell off. And I was like, fuck, I know that feeling. Right. It doesn't have to be, you know, a love relationship. It can be any relationship, any friendship, like family, anything. It just that one moment can change it instant like that. And I think the whole album actually kind of entails like a lot of feelings in that. It's it's very personal and emotional, depending on which way you look at it. Of course, you can take it either way. But uh, the writing was it kind of just happened, you know, like we, we waited three years to fully release all, all these songs, uh, just because, of course, the pandemic fucked everybody up, uh, us included. Sure. Uh, you know, we had a couple of two songs that came from that. And then of course, uh, we started traveling and then that's when members started being like, look, we can't do this. So it's gone through this huge, huge change, but it's, it's still good. Um, the our newest drummer that we have now i think i'm excited to write with him he's a metalcore drummer and he okay. is fucking phenomenal and he does all of our songs justice um yeah and isaiah of course isaiah adding in he kind of 
when it all started changes when Isaiah joined after our original guitar player left and we started moving forward going along with him and it's uh it's done a lot and Rich is still there slapping the bass and right. my dumbass is still here singing and screaming <laughs> at you at the same time with my southern ass accent but uh god damn dude it's been a long three years let's put it that way and we're, yeah. we're happy to be out and I'm happy to be here with you guys and thank you so much for uh having me on for sure oh, absolutely dude yeah man. well dude let, let's look at let's 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 talk about the growth pattern man obviously you guys did fairly well locally i'm assuming which is why pavement came and gave you a look and but now you got to make the transition which to me is there's a whole lot of bands including the guy sitting right next to me over here that were that at one point were in the biggest band in his town and it's one thing to be able to sell a thousand tickets in your town it's a whole nother thing to be able to sell 300 tickets in every other town, you or know, 12. or depends. 12 or 10 or, or two, you know, I mean, there, there's, there is, it, it, and especially today where there's just an oversaturation of bands, you know, there's, it, it's insane. So what for you is different as far as the approach as a band, as you transition away from being a local band to transitioning into trying to make it on the national, on the national scene. Well, pavement is definitely helping with that for okay. sure. You know, they're getting our name like to you guys, like if, if it wasn't sure. for them, I wouldn't be talking to you guys right now, but also finding the lineup that believes mm -hmm. truly ready to sacrifice anything like, you know, like, cause all of us work jobs, you know, this 40 to 60 hour, you know, hour jobs. Sure we can go on tour for three weeks. We might not have a job, you know? So a lot of people are not comfortable with giving that up. And the guys that are in the band now, a lot of these guys have families, you know, this is a huge step, but they're taking a risk. And I, I think that's the difference. Okay. There's a lot of bands that will not ever leave their, their city because they're too scared to take a chance on themselves. And I think we've all kind of reached that point of uh, effort, you know, like, right. like, want to make this, happen now and it, it doesn't happen overnight man this isn't the 60s or 70s where you can sign a million dollar deal or any right. shit like that you know and a lot of guys don't understand that uh, right. a lot of people don't understand that there's people even in town they're like oh man you guys are doing great man you guys must be now hell no man <laughs> right it's not like that um so the transition it's a journey man i think we're all enjoying it you know it's a struggle no no doubt there's no doubt about it. it's a fucking struggle sure. but we're here for it, man. You know, we're here for the climb, you know, um, just being here with you guys is a huge step too. I mean, you know, getting interviews, pushing it out, you know, being able to pick up tours with Texas hippie coalition is fucking massive. You know, I, how many other people, like how many other bands in this town, you know, that had success can actually say they've gone on tour with a nationally known band sure, and done the shit that we've done. So like, I'm very grateful and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really happy where we're at, but fuck, I want more, you know? Hell yeah. Well, how do you guys, and I, and I'll tell you the biggest, and this is, you know, this is from me doing this for 20, whatever years I've seen so many bands that when they're, when they're low, when they're a local band, when they're a local, you know, their, their favorite local band in their town, they'll take every risk in the book because they know their friends, you know, their friends, which that's basically your audience. 
the friends won't let them down. You can you can be a band that does all death metal and write a ballad if you want to, because the, those friends will stand by it and they'll oh. at least give it a chance. You do the same thing on the national level and you're just shit. You're garbage. You're done. You sold out. You're over. Yeah. You know. But at the same time, when you get to the national stage, you get too many voices trying to tell you what to do and it almost pulls you away from what made you successful in the first place so how do you guys balance what's being fed to you from from outside sources now that there's a lot more of them pushing at you well we have it stuck to one thing okay the whole time uh, i think that's what's helped us out a lot uh me being who i am like i started writing songs on like a just guitar on acoustic by myself. So and then, you know, I brought it to in the early years, we just kind of composed them into being a full band kind of shit. And then, sorry, but uh, I'll swear away, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I've been told they'll kind of watch my words. I'm trying right now. I'm, I'm working on it, but um, it's just, we don't want to be pigeonholed ever. I think even like on our older stuff, you can tell that we went from like the Southern rock band, you know, we started picking up a little bit, and then we went into like, we got heavier stuff, but we can go anywhere. And we kind of, I don't listen to a lot of people on the outside, man. Right. Um, I think music and like art in itself is based of what you feel and how you can, can convey emotion through music. And it should be that way, man. I, I mean, we haven't, we're not being pressured by nobody and like I'm not going to say nobody by no means, but like, it's not to that point where I'm like, so worried about like, Oh shit. Like, I don't know what we're going to do yet because at that point there's not much going to happen. I'm, sure. I'm, I'm set on fuck it. Right. <laughs> I'm, set on, like, I'm doing me. Like I've gotten it. We've gotten this far with what the hell we've been doing. Right. If you want that conti- to continue, then trust in the process and don't do shit like that. But I know that's not how the business works at the same time. So All right now I, I'm going to go complete devil's advocate here real quick. All right, I got you. So the label says to you, we will get you another tour after the Texas hippie coalition tour with Pantera. We'll just go, we'll just go oh, big. Okay, we'll we'll go huge. The strings there. All right. But <laughs> here's the winger CD. We need you to write three ballads and put them out that sound like these yeah. winger ballads. Are you oh. telling them to go fuck themselves, or are you writing three winger ballads so that you can go on that Pantera tour? God, if you would have picked any other band than winger, I probably could have pulled it <laughs> on my ass. Uh, <laughs> but honestly, who the fuck wants to hear winger ballads at the same time? You're the label does. The I label it. does. Yeah. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I want to be able to say I'd say fuck it because that's probably not going to fucking happen. But at the same time, I've got some things in the kitty that could be ballads easily. I don't know if they'd be fucking winger. <laughs> I'd give her hell, I guess, you know. Right. Okay. Hey, if we write those three ballads and then we could play our heavy fucking shit on tour with Pantera, then I might be down for it. You rework them for the, for the Pantera yeah. tour. <laughs> That's my thoughts, man. I'll try to find a loophole somewhere. somewhere. Right. <laughs> the label won't know what the hell our set list is. Fuck them. Oh, yeah. Man. As long as people are buying tickets, nobody gives a shit, right? That's right. <laughs> so for you guys, you know, going back to, you know, you talked about you're going to be touring with Texas Hippie Coalition. Um, obviously, you guys are going to be, you know, supporting the new release and whatnot. It, it was already very difficult 
for a band like you guys who are establishing yourselves, you're trying to get on as many tours as you can and just, you know, play anywhere and everywhere you possibly can. That was already exceptionally difficult. And now we get the pandemic and even, you know, professional bands all the time like, well, we can't go to Australia. We can't go to Europe. We can't do this. You know, all this and there. How talk about it from your guys' perspective when it was already an uphill climb and now you've got this added just shitstorm of things making it that much more difficult. Dude, we fucking I man. <laughs> it's a great question, by the way, because you just kind of like made me think for a second because it, <laughs> it is really hard, man. Um, all of us, again, like betting on ourselves of like, you know, taking out loans, like trying to do something to fucking put something toward ourselves. Because, um, you know, like I, I, I'm 31 and I, I guess I, I'm, I'm the second oldest in the band. But like, you know, it reaches a point like if you keep trying, you know, like it hurts even yeah. more, you know. So we're all at this pinnacle of like fucking toss it all in. It's it's tough as shit. And but we're doing it, you know, mm-hmm. we just we've all kind of made that decision to just we're here, man. Like not a lot of bands even get to this fucking point, you know, like there's so many mm-hmm. fucking bands that try it and, and fail. And like everybody talks about success and like, hell, we haven't exactly reached success. You know, we've only like we've licked the taint off of success. <laughs> just a little bit, you know? We have so much further to go, but um, we're willing to risk it all, man. And, and you do this thing and <laughs> Sorry, you guys laughing at that shitty joke. <laughs> <laughs> kind of broke me, but so you're looking for the G spot of success. That's what you're looking yeah, for, exactly. right? Yeah. <laughs> Still searching for it. The, the mythical clitoris. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. I should have said that. My mom's gonna watch this interview and fucking hate it. <laughs> She's gonna hate us, not you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Why did you let those guys me. get you talking about that <laughs> yeah. stuff? assholes love you mom i'm sorry my dirty <laughs> language and my dirty shit that i've got going on in my too funny man <laughs> well dude you guys being from tennessee that's it's not necessarily been known for most of the time most of my life as a hotbed yeah. that being said nashville is booming nashville everybody everybody that can't afford to live in la anymore moves to nashville you know, that's that's really what has happened. They moved to Nashville or Vegas, one of the two. Well, if you can't afford to live in Nashville, you moved to Chattanooga. So, there you go. <laughs> right here. But oh, is that good or bad for young bands like yourselves that are that are Tennessee natives? Because you have so many people that have relocated that kind of – and I say this all the time, so I don't want to put this on you. I'll just make the statement and you can react to it. Right. The – the bulk of the people that moved to Nashville have had their chance and either had success or blown their, blown their chance, but they're still out in Nashville, you know, trying to write, trying to do things. My, my question to you is with that abundance of people now in that town or in, in that low part of the country, do, is that helpful because there's more eyes on Tennessee or is it hurt? hurtful to your band specifically because now you're competing with bands that you never would have had to compete at Pete with in the area even 10 years ago honestly i think in today's day and age of technology 
it doesn't matter where the fuck you're from, man. Like, I, I know that's the old school way of looking at things. Sure, sure. You've got to move to those big cities and do all that. But um, there's a lot of talent, especially like recording wise, producing wise, that's like not on mainstream where everybody's eyes are at. Dude, it's so expensive to live in Nashville, even on the outskirts. Like, I get it. I understand where people will move and do that kind of thing. But we've been doing things independently uh for so long um i mean if a label told us that we needed to move somewhere right. then i might have a better answer for you but at, where we are right now i think technology has done such a crazy thing that like i don't i don't think it's helping us or hurting us in this okay. fact, uh, at this point in time i do wish everybody success man i don't want to shit on nobody man sure like uh, i if you're if you're willing to move and do that, man, like do you, man, grind it out, do what you fucking can to succeed. Because we're doing the same damn thing, man. Right on. We're just working our asses off, and this is a side gig, but we want it to be our thing, and we've dedicated a lot of time, a lot of fucking money into it. So, uh, you know, I want everybody to do what they can. At the same right. time, I don't think it matters which city you live in anymore. Back in the day, though, of course, you know, Nashville was the place to be, especially for like country music. Right. God bless, man. <laughs> uh, that's that's one place to be, but rock, rock exactly. Everybody says it's dying. I don't think it's fucking dying at all. It's no. making a comeback, and I don't feel like Nashville is the place for rock exactly. But I could be wrong. It's Music City for a fucking reason. Yeah, it, it doesn't seem like right. it's the. It doesn't seem like it's the place for for rock bands, but it does seem like it's the place for people to write. Seems like seems like a lot of these a lot of these old eighties rock stars are now writing songs for Taylor Swift and and those those types of people. Yeah, I mean, there's money to be made in that yeah. sense, man. Because nobody writes for themselves anymore. I, I think that's where music is taken away from a lot of things. Uh, you know, Freddie Freddie Mercury talks about it. Whenever technology overtakes music, it takes the passion and the mm -hmm. feel out of it. You know, and that's real. So, like, I, I think all of us as a whole in Seven Stones, we're getting away from that. Like, we want to do raw music, you know? We, right. we want to do all of it. I, don't, I, don't, I do not want computers involved. I want us to do us, you know? I want, it to, I want people to feel the shit, you know? Yeah. I know that's, like, tracks playing on, you know, computers and everything else. You know, that's what people like, you know, that makes a lot of money. But there's still a shit ton of people that wants real music. Mm -hmm. well, and, and it seems that. like your it seems like your label is on board with that when you look at oh, the yeah. bands especially if you look at the the bands that pavement has oh, yeah. whether it's you guys whether it's dystopica whether it's plush you know if you just go down the I list like of bands that that they do they do not do a lot with bands that that nah. that you know pre-produce their music no they have a wide genre of who they pick up but it's pure it's really pure, man. And pavement should be a lot bigger than they really are at the same time. And I'm so thankful that they even gave us a fucking chance to be a part of their, like, just the marketing stuff, man. Again, thank you, pavement. <laughs> thank you, Tim. <laughs> everything. Um, you guys are doing fucking great, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, they, pa pavement, and, and look, I'm old. I'll admit it. I'm 50, <laughs> whatever, 54 years old. That ain't, I, old, that ain't old at all. Well, it's, well it's in this business, it's old. I'm old enough to remember when Pavement was handed me records by bands like Brickbath, and they were like, yeah. here, listen to this, you know, and it was just like brutal, 
Pantera-like extreme metal. And pavement... The recording was not so... Yeah, exactly. It sounded like it was recorded in a, you know, $500 in somebody's basement that had a mixing board. A fucking trash can or a dumpster fire. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's our first EP, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But it, it does seem like pavement has come a very long way I, you know they're obviously not a major, but they're they're kind of taking taking the space that maybe like in metal, like a Century Media or the likes of that took fifteen years ago. They're they're kind of or like even even a, ba- a label like Wind Up that somehow yeah. produced like Creed or whatever. You know, before they produced Creed, they were kind of that middle that that middle between. Yeah. Local band, them, and then you jumped to it's wherever. They're, they're giving bands a chance, like sure. Seven Stones, to do something. You know, I, I, I'm forever. I will forever be grateful. Whether our relationship ends after this or like anything like that, I, they're giving people a chance to do something with their shit. Right. Because without them, we wouldn't. We weren't we wouldn't be able to do a lot of things that we're doing that like, yeah, we can do local shows. Like a big band comes in out of then cause our name is who we are, but we play in Chattanooga. Like I get it, but I don't want to play in Chattanooga all the time, man. Like right. I, it's like so many bands are okay with just playing in the, their city mm. over and over again. Like, Oh man, we opened for a big band. That, that's fucking cool, man. But I want to be like across the fucking seas. I want to be playing Wembley type shit. Not right. You know, not just be, you know, at our, the fucking local bar because you know a big band comes in so yeah. pavement is giving you know they're taking a lot of risks on a lot of a lot of bands and i'm very very lucky that they're taking a risk on ours at the same time and uh sure. fucking hey i want i want it to be a, a good thing yeah, I, I a good thing for them too and you want it to be a good thing for them too if you guys are successful oh, yeah. then you know, look, and again, I know I keep pointing to Plush. It's only because I know them. Oh, real yeah, well. because Plush is blowing the fuck up. Yeah, and the well, reason why we are with Pavement is because we saw Plush. Oh, no uh, kidding. I, I saw, we went to a show in Atlanta. It was Plush opened up, Nonpoint, then Seether. Okay. And my manager, or our manager, sorry, this is actually my dad, too, at the same time. I know that okay. seems kind of fucking weird, you know, but. He talked to them and was like, "Like, who you guys signed with?" And they were like, "Pavement." So, the next thing, you know, being the great fucking manager he is, you know, he looked up Pavement and started talking to Tim, and then that it got the ball the ball rolling, you know. Right. And, um, you know, I, I feel like we have <laughs> we have decent music to where we, you know, we got our foot in the door. It's not like some. Sure. Fucking like I can fart through a harmonica and a pavement's like, oh yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, you know, it, it took that you know initiative from I'm gonna say management instead of saying dad. It sounds kind of fucking odd, but uh, for him, you know, like reaching out and then talking to us and being like, you know, we would like to work with you. That's right. all it fucking took. Like you know, it's a huge thing. Like, again, we're we're nowhere yet, but I want to be able. For us to be to be successful and to make pavement more successful, sure. And I want to be on that like I want to be on the plush level and more because goddamn they're good, man. Plush is yeah. so good. They're, they're they're great. I'll tell you what you get. You need to look up whoever books their touring. Jesus, talk about talk oh. about unreal. I, there are plenty of bands that have had plenty of success that wish that they could have the year that plush oh. had last year. Dude, <laughs> same. Like I'm wearing. I see their hoodie. Sorry, it's on the other side. I'm wearing sure. a see their hoodie. Like I was like, 
holy shit, Seether's one of my biggest inspirations. And then seeing them open and then getting contact with it was fucking nuts, man. Hell yeah. The whole night was crazy, but like, it's huge, man. It's so big, and people don't realize that. At the yeah. Same time. It's, no, it's a big thing. It definitely is, man. Well, dude, you mentioned before, and we'll mention it again, that you are going out um, with uh, Big Daddy Rich and uh, the Texas oh, Hippie yeah. Coalition. Um, I hope your liver is, re- is ready for this. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I've worn my liver since I was 14 years old, man. <laughs> I am so fucking ready for this. You know what, dude? I Look, I'm a big dude. I'm a 400-pound dude. And Big Daddy Rich, this is no lie, I was at uh, Rock on the Range one year, and I was interviewing with him. He come up to me, and or I went up to him, and I said, hey, man, can I get a picture before you finish? You know, like we did the interview. And oh, I yeah. said, can we get a picture? And he's like, yeah, yeah. And I was trying to get my buddy to come over with the camera. And finally I get my buddy and, and Rich had to wait a couple of minutes while I got my buddy ready. This monster puts me in a headlock with one arm and picked me up off the ground for the photo. Literally one armed 400 pounds. Let's take it now. You know, <laughs> and, and, and he's a, he's a character and they're all characters, but he is a character and a half, man. Dude, we've talked to him a little bit. I'm so excited. I, I I would be I would gladly take a headlock from you know Big Daddy Rich for sure. I, I don't I don't know, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. Aiken is not that. kidding. He is not. I saw that picture. I was like, that is like I think they found Sasquatch, man. Like <laughs> that big, is a big son a of big a bitch. Dude. Well, I he's dude, he's what like six eight. Probably Holy five shit. bills. Yeah. Hold on. I did not know he was that damn. Tall. He's monstrous. Oh, yeah. And he wears yeah. a big old cowboy hat on top. It's like being it's like being in a headlock with like Shaq. Yeah. <laughs> X seven one, there's a little bit of a difference, but yeah. there's a weight difference there for yeah. sure. Yeah, Big Daddy Rich is a big, big dude. I you know, he's one yeah. He's a guy does not need security. We'll okay. never need security. <laughs> I didn't know he was that fucking tall. <laughs> He's big, oh, yeah. man. When you asked me about my liver, it's like, dude, I'm five ten, so it's like, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can hold liquor like the rest. Of, and their initials are THC. I'm not going to mention if nobody else listening to this understand what that means, but I can't hold up to that. But right. drinking wise, I can. But by the time I, our first shows in Texas with them in Houston, oh. I'm probably not going to fucking make it. <laughs> I, I, okay. I had to make it to New Orleans the next day. Right. And then we got three days off. So, so there you go. I have three days to recuperate. (laughs) So I can actually, you know, get initiated in what's going on because they all seem so sweet, really nice dudes. And they love to party, man. And we're here for it. And I I will tell you this, they're going to push you every night, man. Musically. Cause they they kill live. I don't care how much they party during the day. They're one of those weird bands that you just see getting hammered sometimes ahead of a gig, and then they get up on stage and just bring it. And it's like, what did you sub these guys in? How'd that happen? <laughs> oh, we're fucked. I, think we're fucked man. I could I can handle my liquor, but there's a couple of guys in the bands that can't beforehand. Right. Shit. I'm going to have to be very, very self-conscious. <laughs> yeah. There's rules. I don't smoke before, before like playing. Sure. I don't do anything crazy. Like I'll drink, you know, there's an, there's an old saying that, uh, uh, our, 
well, one of our managers says, uh, Scotty, he's like, two beer Drew, man, two beer Drew, you're good. It's grown <laughs> since then. It's grown a lot since then. It's like two shots and four beers, Drew, you're good. <laughs> and I feel like Texas Hippie might push that fucking envelope. Yeah, they may. That's, that's one of those times when it's not fun to be the singer because everybody else, <laughs> like the bass player, the drummer, the guitar player, they could just get hammered and wake up the next morning sounding awful and be like, all right, I can still do the gig. Whereas yeah. as the singer... Man, you woke you wake up roached, you're like, ah, god damn it. <laughs> I gotta hydrate really quick before this next yep. show. This yep. yep. Yeah, I've been there, done that. <laughs> I'm very familiar with that myself, yes. <laughs> but I have not done it with Texas Hippie yet. Nice. So if we have another interview after this, I'll tell you how it fucking goes. <laughs> <laughs> this will be the litmus test. How much can you handle and still right. make it through the next day's show? I'm going to have to keep a chart, man. I'm going to have to keep a chart. It's going to be the Texas Hippie Coalition chart of like, how fucked up can I get from day to day and not suck fucking completely? All right. <laughs> You'll have your, your laptop open with a spreadsheet. And people are like, what are, you, what are you doing there? Oh, I'm figuring out tour expenses, yada, yada. Instead, yeah. it says like May 7th, Houston, Texas, 48 beers, half <laughs> bottle of Jack. Like, you know, how did I feel? <laughs> Don't do ever again. <laughs> <laughs> Don't smoke the grab bowl. Right. <laughs> Big note on the front: Do not get on their tour bus ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't act like you're a badass. You're fine. Yeah. Don't need it. Yeah. If there's smoke coming out the door, don't go in. Yeah. Let it go. I let my drummer go in all day. He can handle. It. Like I get that. Everybody else, man, we get too fucked up for that kind of stuff. It won't be fun. Right on, man. Well, dude, tell people where that where we should send them to keep up with you guys and tour dates and where they can buy merch and all that kind of stuff. Dude, sevenstonesofficial.com. It's got all of our Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that fun jazz. Sevenstonesofficial.com. Everything's on there. Get merch. Please buy merch for the love of God. Buy anything. Yeah. You know, I've been making this really shitty joke. I was like, Isaiah might sell you like pictures of his feet, you know, or whatever people are into nowadays, you know? (laughs) It's only fan shit. We've been thinking. I was like, I don't, we're a bunch of, chunky guys like who the fuck (laughs) but we're trying you know if anybody asks for it we'll fucking we'll sell it well Well, you'll 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 look like thin guys next to big daddy rich so it's all good there you go (laughs) oh my god we have to do all our dirty pictures next to big daddy rich (laughs) 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 no offense no offense rich you're just a big guy it's all (laughs) well you and 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 i'll tell you what dude going back to your point i say this all the time to everybody we, I say it literally in every interview I do. Buy something from the bands. Oh, Don't, yeah. do not be satisfied with, well, I helped them out. I, sp- I played it three times on Spotify because that doesn't help shit. Let's just, no, let's no. just call it the way it is. Dude, if you get like a million streams, cent. you get what, a hundred bucks? Yeah, it's like half a cent for whatever. Like, yeah, it's, it's useless. Not, it's not money worth. Yeah. It's, I mean, you know, I, I gave. Being a young guy, like I was like not happy with Lars Ulrich back in sure. the day with the whole Napster thing. I was like, now I fucking kind of understand it. But it's not like we're making Metallica money by no fucking means. Right. Uh, yeah, damn. Like what fuels bands? I mean, I think even Randy Bly of like Lamb of God even said it. We're glorified t-shirt salesmen. Yeah. It's kind of like where everything's at. Like a lot of the tickets go back to like booking agents and agents and ever, mm-hmm. you know different other things like buy merch from bands, man. It's a, it's yeah. a big thing, especially local bands or 
young bands, up and coming bands. I say yeah. local bands, sorry, my bad. But young bands, like that. If you like them, go talk to. Like we hang out after every show. Very we'll cool. We come out. We'll hang out by the merch booth. Like have a great fucking time. Like we'll drink, talk to everybody. We'll take pictures. You know, we'll sign a baby or a titty. We don't give a shit. Like we're right there. You know, just we will. We'll talk to everybody. Um, it's simple as that. Even if it's like buying a sticker for five bucks, it goes a long way. Well, just, just gas alone, $4 a gallon for gas or more, depending on where you're at in the country yeah. and then making the drive, you know, 10 hours to go yeah. from Atlanta to wherever to Myrtle yeah. beach, it's you know, fucking way, man. it's a long drive. It's a lot of money. You know, it's, it's a band. You got to eat somewhere in there, you know? Yeah. Well, yeah, we drink a lot of our meals at the same time. It <laughs> <laughs> was actually, you know, kind of upheld at the same time. But yeah, yeah, yeah we like to eat every now and then. Like, yeah. you know, fuel goes a long way. That's right. <laughs> Very good. And it goes a long way for a lot of these other bands. And that's the reason why uh, a lot of the big bands, you know, they have to cancel a lot of stuff. Because sure. They can't find a bus or they can't afford the fuel because, God damn, like, fuel's fucking horrible. Yeah? Oh, it's crazy now. It's absolutely especially the diesel, yeah, especially diesel. It's it's look the whole the whole situation is nuts, and this is what and again not to get on my soapbox here, but I will, you know. Um, oh, man. Get on that soapbox, well, preach. Well, it, it's the whole reason you need to buy and not just stream. You need to yeah. buy like I I don't I don't buy any any merch I, or any music. I'll tell you that now. You know, here's my. Here's my music it's so player. Accessible. It's so hard to like, yeah. like, oh yeah, man, I got twelve dollars to buy an album right now. Yeah. But man, I really like it's really hard, but like well, but I'll buy hats. I like I buy tons of hats. I have hats all over the place for different bands and yeah. you know, because I, I do want to support the bands. And and I just know if if I don't, you know, if if people have any kind of outward thought other than the two seconds in front of them. Ooh, good song. Like sound, you know, if they can get past that and actually get into what's really going on out there, it, you're seeing a reduction in, in new bands coming up. Everybody acknowledges that you're seeing less and less of those bands and you're seeing less tours that are coming that are not old national bands. The reason for both is the, the bands can't make the transition. They don't have a, they don't have a daddy called Atlantic Records throwing them $2 million to yeah. go run around for three years and try and make it anymore. You guys got to make it $30 at a time on T-shirts or $10 at a time on beanies or, yeah. you know, and you can't even sell music anymore because the industry is your worst enemy. They tell they, The industry has told everybody that, that music is worth nothing. That's just background noise, that it has no value unless it's on a splatter vinyl. You know, yeah. and then and then it has some value. But if it's just songs, it's it's worthless. We're backtracking now. We're going back to vinyl. Like vinyl is like a huge thing. I think somebody asked me that recently. It's like, you guys gonna have it on vinyl? I was like, fuck, we can have we can have that. We can afford to have that pressed on fucking yeah. vinyl. Like, I just want yeah. somebody to buy you know anything off like iTunes. You know, like yeah. we want. We're working toward getting like physical CDs at this point. Yeah. In time. But, like it's it's so hard. It like, is. You're not wrong, man. No, it's the industry's fault. You know, I, I have said this from the smallest bands all the way up to David Ellison of Megadeth fame. You know, so, you know, guy with a Grammy, I said it to. Oh, I yeah. asked, I've asked this question over and over. Why do you put your albums on Spotify? 
And every to a to a guy, smallest band to biggest band, they all say, "Well, it's what everybody else is doing," yeah. and it's like that is the worst answer ever. It's well, like for somebody like David Ellison, it's one thing because he's well known. Yeah, you know? for us, fuck, we had to, you know, because well, we had to spread it out. Like we want it to be an STD. I want everybody to catch the herpes that is, <laughs> you know. So like that is our best chance of like spreading everything. But uh, shit, what is his name? I can't even think of his name. Garth Brooks, you know, the guy yeah. won't put it on anything. Yeah, and he did that exclusive shit through Walmart, and everybody's like, "Well, he's kind of an asshole for it." Why yeah. does he have so much fucking money right now? It's because exactly. you know, yeah. and yep. not everybody has that. Yeah, it's a it's a weird time, man. It's it, I to me personally, I just think that every that the labels. I don't think it's you guys' fault. I think it's the labels' oh, yeah. faults in in general. I think the labels have done a terrible job. You could still make Spotify and whatever cool and make money. You could literally say, here's five songs. The album is 10. If you like these five, buy the other five for five bucks. Even yeah, if it was. I want that though, man. They well, I know that. that. Yeah, it's, it's, well, it's dude. The, the labels are hoping that, that y'all go away and that AI takes over and people will just take bands that they can pre-program. Here, make me something that sounds like. Uh, I don't know. It sounds like Limp Biscuit, but has a deeper voice. Go, <laughs> you know. That's what they. That's what the industry wants, because then they don't have to pay anybody anything. You know, it's scary but true at the same yeah. time. It sucks. It just sucks the way it Walk is. But, but for now, it ain't like that way all the way. So no, no, it's not there yet. God damn it, we're still trying. Don't don't that's do the right. AI thing on me, right? Now. That's right. Instead, go to sevenstonesofficial.com and buy some merch. You cheap fucks, Jesus. Yes, please love us a little bit. Or like, I don't know, like come to, come to a show and smack Isaiah in the back of the fucking head. Do something, you know? Um, or also, See, like, that's something you could sell. Smack <laughs> smack Isaiah for five dollars. Five bucks in the back of the head. Smack the. The color out of this fucking mohawk. <laughs> I can lay it in. He's gonna kick my ass when I talk to him tomorrow. But I'm like, gonna hey. laugh when I see this on TMZ. Ban selling, selling verbal <laughs> punishment, <laughs> physical hey, abuse. Dude, if we physical make it to TMZ, abuse. we're doing something. I'd like to point that out at the same time. Good point. All promotion is good promotion, right? <laughs> That's right. Hey, no bad press at this point in time. That's man. right. <laughs> Nice. We're not doing anything off the wall to where the whole world will hate us. They're just like, okay, these guys are kind of fucking idiots. Yeah, we are. Yeah. We, are. <laughs> you know, we write right. have a good time. That's all we're trying to do. Right. As long as they play 30 seconds of, of a song before <laughs> and after the clip, right? Yeah. It's all good. <laughs> Damn it, TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> well, dude, let's wrap this one up. I'm going to play a piece of Break, um, which is the, um, the first tune on uh, Hurt Turns Into Hate. It's a great song. Great record. I do recommend everybody go check it out. It's Hurt Turns Into Hate. Seven Stones is the band. No space in the name. Just Seven Stones. No like, just oh, one man. one word. Seven Stones. I would know. like to take a second and say hi to my friend Bobby that's watching right now. Bobby, what's up, brother? Yeah, Bobby. How you been, pal? <laughs> did, Bo did Bobby buy any product? That's yeah. the question. Bobby, Bobby definitely has. He's definitely bought a t-shirt before. He's already been there, done that. All right. Then but I was he was watching. I'm sorry to interrupt anything. No, but it's yeah. all good. Please continue your badass intro because you make this sound really fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, dude, we're going to wrap it up with a piece of break. So uh, Seven Stones, sevenstonesofficial.com. And Drew, man, thanks so much for joining us here on Chris Aker Presents. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, John. You guys no are problem. awesome. Right, Take bro, it easy, man. Care, man. Stay safe out there. Right. Peace. Peace.